Welcome, friends, to the Gaijin Animation Appreciation Hour with your hosts, Sig Bisley and Colt Mauser. Before we get started, please be sure to like this video and subscribe for more content just like this. Now, let the animation appreciation commence. So aside from the news and all the other fantastic services we provide, I feel like the primary function of this podcast is to dig up some dank stuff that you probably don't know about. And we're kind of doing a lot of kind of more known stuff lately. So this wow. week, define known. Well, if you're in that. If you're, you're as in, old as us, maybe. If you're in that space. I mean, who the fuck hasn't seen Ninja Scroll if you're like over 30? You know what I mean? It's getting to that point. I'm just saying. So I dug extra deep this week. Extra deep. I found a gem. Mamoru Oshii and Amano in one thing. That you've never heard of because I had never heard of it. And it's fucking weird. 1985. So, yeah, it's like super old. No. Amazing animation, though. One of the like most gorgeous things I've seen in a long time. And just like crazy designs. It's very cool. You know, the, I don't even know if the animation is what's pretty. It's like the art direction. Yeah, it's so Amano. They really just let him go wild. Anyway, yeah. we'll save it till later. Yep. So we got that. We got what the fuck we watched this week. Yeah. We got. I want to talk about Troll. I want to talk about Troll. Let's talk about Troll. Yeah, it's technically Kaiju. It's a creature feature. It's, <laughs> technically, it's Tokusatsu. You know, I'm going with it. I'm down with it. And. It's Godzilla adjacent. Yeah. Before that, as usual, the news. All right. So we'll start off with the usual stuff that's coming out, stuff you might want to go check out, um, stuff that everyone else probably knows about, but I didn't. So the uh, former director of Fate Grand Order, um, uh, Yosuke Shiokawa, is releasing an indie RPG, which is cool, called... Surugi Hime, uh, via Steam. It's not coming out till 2024, but it's got some visuals out. It's got some uh, some really cool looking artwork. I really like the the designs. I don't know. It just it's it it looks very well done. So um, we'll see if the game itself is any good. But I know a lot of you all like you know them fate related things out there. It's quite popular. And I can understand why. I never. I tried to watch that one series everybody loved. I watched the first one, and, and it was. Just, eh. I don't know. It was a little slow. It had some cool characters, but it was a little slow. Maybe in retro life, I went watch the. Game yeah, I'm gonna have to try it again. Anyway, um, director's coming out here. Like I said, Surugi Hime. Uh, there's some stuff up on YouTube for it. You want to go check it out? It's not coming out for a while, but like I said, it looks kind of neat. So I'm, I might. Uh, Keep an eye on this one as it uh, gets closer to release, for sure. Plus, I like that he's doing you know, an indie game. It's just, I like what Iga did with um, Bloodstained, uh, Ritual of the Night, which is, you know, basically should have been Castlevania, but isn't. That was a cool game. So, I don't know, hopefully something similar will happen here. All right. So, we got another Like a Dragon game coming out. So, what most people know is Yakuza. There are a lot of games in the Like a Dragon, you know, milieu, if you will, uh, in Japan. And they're coming out with a rebuilt version of one such game that came out on the PS3 and PS4. Uh, like a Dragon Ishin, or Ryagagotoki Ishin, whatever you want to call it. You want to, how weeaboo you want to be. Um, and this one, instead Extremely. of like... Most of them being either like, you know, in the 80s, 90s. I think one of them's in the 70s. Modern day. You know, they're all yeah. quote unquote modern day. You know, the last 50 years. Um, this one looks like it is uh, Sengoku era. Maybe a little newer. It could be like Bakumatsu style. I don't know. Sounds cool. Um, looks like it is going to be Tokugawa Shogunate. So it's like late Warring States period. Um, so it looks cool. Oh, no. Sorry. Not late Warring States. I mean, the other thing I said, it's more uh, Meiji. Yes. Pre-Meiji, right? Um, it's in the 1860s, but it looks cool. Uh, those games always have a ridiculous amount of random, like, mini games and shit to do. Like, 
the freaking Yakuza games just have like entire arcade games built into them. Like you go to the arcade and you play <laughs> old arcade games. It's freaking ridiculous. Hours of entertainment. You can play like all sorts of crazy crap. So this looks pretty cool. Um, like I said, it's it's a rebuild, so it's you know. Not quite a remake. It definitely looks a lot newer. I'm sure it's going to have some new stuff going on in it. I kind of like what they do that. Just kind of yeah. up an old one. So, and it's been long enough. You know, it's it originally came out in 2014. So, you know, if you want to refresh a game that maybe, and especially one like this that didn't, you know, I don't know that it got a wide Western release. Even if it did, you know, it wasn't huge over here as far as I remember. So, a game like this that may have been underappreciated even more so. Should get a release like this. So, yeah, go check it out. Like I said, there's uh, there's some combat stuff they just posted out there, and that's up on YouTube. All right. So, something else we talked about before that's coming out that I was a little um, surprised by. It's a very strange crossover. So, the Loop in the Third, Cat's Eye. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it makes sense, but it's just weird. Mass crossover. Cell shaded, cell shaded CG. So hopefully it looks as good as like Lupin the First, which was very very cool. Yeah, it was actually really well done. Um, but anyway, that's coming out. It's coming out on Amazon at the end of January, and there's some new stuff out. There's a new trailer and some a new uh, poster. It looks cool, man. I'm into this. I'm definitely gonna watch this. Oh hell yeah! Lupin's got his like awesome eighty style like. Oh, it's pink. Isn't his it? pink coat. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, I see everybody there. I see Goemon. I see Jigen. Do I see Pops? Is there a Pops? There he is. He's very small. <laughs> He's very small in the background. He's not very important. And of course, you know Fujiko's going to show up because that's how this thing works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. Definitely going to check this out, especially since it's going to be on Amazon. You know Lupin can't foil like a female burglar without <laughs> Fujiko. Yeah. And at some point, we got to watch that ridiculous Lupin in like school thing just to get a feel for it oh is it out uh it is it is uh, a couple episodes of it around. i don't think it's all out yet. all right i'll well, check it out so we'll, we'll definitely check that out and report back on it but this is this is far more relevant to my interests oh definitely yeah it just looks cool. this ah the new poster looks really cool so i mean it looks like they probably just photoshopped it together but it still looks really cool anyway go check that out another thing that uh there's a new trailer on youtube and there's some new visuals out there and you know Coming just around the corner, right? End of January. It's True. not too far from now. All right. So now we get on some more um, you know, cultural news, whatever you want to call it. So Sean Kleckner, who you know from Right Stuff. Yep. And the Right Stuff merged with Crunchyroll, and he got a pretty big role there. Ah, uh, he's leaving. <laughs> I'm sure they wanted to make him do a lot of things they didn't want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which kind of sucks, because that means they're probably going in a shit direction. So yeah, I'm I'm worried because you know one thing right stuff was always good at was customer service and yeah just, they're a nice small con- well not yeah, tiny they were. but you know small enough where they like really gave a shit about stuff like that yeah and, and they always had a good blend of stuff I just feel it's gonna become another generic online anime store yep absolutely which I mean you know if they still stock stuff great but it's just a shame i hate to see stuff like this happen can't blame kleckner if he you know i'm sure he got a lot of money out of this and he's been working his ass off for quite a long time so if you start enjoy your and then you know you want to retire that's you know enjoy your semi-retirement or whatever you want to do i mean you know i'm not gonna knock it just kind of not at all they're really good but it sucks for the rest of us right so it is a shame um because you're just gonna have to get your your dirty shit from (laughs) j-list yeah surprising not surprising like you said you know a lot of times when this happens, uh, people don't want to do, you know, they they were used to working for themselves or being in charge, and then they don't want to do what someone else tells them to do. So, yeah. Who yeah. knows if that's the case? You may have just been like, eh, I'm done. But I'm going to expect the worst because I always do. Uh, I will hope for the best and expect the worst. But anyway, we'll see where that goes. We'll see where yeah, the Crunchyroll slash right stuff store, whatever you want to call it, goes. All right, so you know, I was a couple months back. We talked about the Sailor Moon live action Sailor Moon like ah, popping up. Yes. So, uh, the same YouTuber Raymona has dug up, dug up a American um, funded 
And I don't know if it was produced, I guess is the right word. I don't know. I doubt they animated it because America didn't do a lot of animation. But uh, Saint Seiya. Oh, that's funny. Teaser. Animated, but American animated. Well, again, produced in America. Who knows who actually animated it? Um, Probably Korea, the same place who did the Japanese one. Yeah. It's weird. And apparently there's um, there's some talk as well there about the... Uh, there's a live-action pilot as well for Saint oh, Seiya out there somewhere. That must be wild. He's trying to find. So go check him out on YouTube. Like I said, Ray Mona is the is the YouTuber. Um, I haven't watched this yet. I'm definitely going to check this out just because it's fascinating to me. Like in the 90s where they were trying to first capitalize on the anime boom and doing all sorts of weird stuff. Did you know that they did a common Rider the same as... Yeah. Yep. I remember that from back um, in the day. Yeah. I remember there being mass Rider commercials. And they did Beetleborgs. You know, there were yeah, a couple others. Yeah, I remember others. Beetleborgs, yeah. Yeah, I remember Mass Rider. I, I never ended up watching it. I wasn't watching Power Rangers at the time either. Yeah. The only thing that caught me. We're kind of old for Power Rangers. The only thing that caught me at the time was Ultraman. I remember watching oh, hell yeah. Ultraman. But I mean, Ultraman is Ultraman. And it was the one they produced in Australia that I think already was in English. Yeah. Um, And the suit wasn't like the, the ru- foam rubber kind of kaiju suit. That most Ultramans are, it was actually just like spandexy. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway, I remember watching that, but that was, you know, I love Godzilla. Plus, that I just completely sooner. forgot that they did. They like did, Common Rider, Power Rangers style. Yeah, I, I barely remember it, but I do remember. I do remember there being commercials, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's got a motorcycle. That's cool. <laughs> it's got it's got a dirt bike with crazy shit stuck to it. Yeah, that's fun. I can't remember what one they did. I. I I want to say it was um, Black, Kamen Rider Black. I think it was, actually. Yeah. Yeah. The little thumbnail I saw, I think it was Black. It was either Black or Black RX, right? Like, I think it was Black, because that had Black and Black RX. That had a lot you could... Um, and no, we're not going to finish that this week. Next week, I think we'll we'll finally finish up the tale of uh, Kamen Rider Black Sun. It's painfully slow. It is very slow. It's got there's a lot of there's a lot to like in there, but it is slow. Uh Japan has done that to me many, many times with that style show. Yeah, unfortunately. They just like they get too serious and it just it, it drags ass. Yeah. We'll see if it goes out with a bang. Anyway. It needs to snort some coke and get rolling. Yeah. Right. It needs some of that eighties, you know, Hollywood executive <laughs> yeah, right. cocaine snorting going on. All right. So next bit of news here, this is just kind of an interesting thing. Um so apparently Hideaki Anno did a Gundam doujinshi back in the day. Mm-hmm. And no, doujins aren't just dirty. That's not how it works in Japan. Um, but he did one, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Shars Counterattack Fan Club, <laughs> self-published in 1993. That's crazy. It's got illustrations, written analysis, and interviews about the movie, which is cool. Um, it's got interviews with, like, Tamino. That's funny. And Izubuchi. <laughs> That's wild. Which, so we could, you know, later steal his awesome ideas about <laughs> how to end a series. Go watch Razafon, people, and tell me it's not the same thing as the the latest Ava movies, at least the ending. Um, but anyway, th- they're reprinting this, this uh, legendary doujin uh, for Comic Cat 101. Damn. So if you're in Japan, around Japan, um, yeah, see if you can get a hold of it. That's pretty cool. I love to look at it. It's going to be available for mail order as well, it looks like, but I don't, that's probably only shipping Japan. She might have to use like an intermediary or whatever, but it's cool. I mean, it's obviously going to be in Japanese, but I'd love to get a, get a hold of it. That's just a fascinating thing. I right? have dozens and dozens of art books that are just in Japanese. Yeah. They're still super cool to look at. And this is just a cool, like, weird little piece of history, right? So wacky. So I'm into it. All right. Moving on. So now we're in the. The very cultural bit of news. So, oh, God. I don't oh, have, Lord. I, I like the idea of this. I don't like what I see. So, Toho International, which is the it's stationed in the U.S., it's their international arm for Toho, um, has appointed some f- former Crunchyroll executives, uh, Kristen Parcell and Stacey Burt, to build an e-commerce platform for the Godzilla franchise. Now, it's kind of hard to screw that up, I suppose. Um, it's Godzilla, I mean. And, you know, that's cool. I would love to have a one place where I can go buy a bunch of cool Godzilla merchandise because 
now it's kind of a mess and it's all over the place. And I like some Godzilla shirts and shit. But mm-hmm. I want you to just take a little peek ski here at what I'm looking at and see why I might be concerned that it might not turn out oh, the geez. way you would hope it would turn out. Yeah. So there's a lot of danger hair going on. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of non-binariness going on. You know, no no offense if you are, but uh, I'm not quite so sure these people were in their jobs because of their competence. Yeah, no. So maybe they are. Maybe they are, but this one worries me. So two points to this little bit of news here. One, hey, it's going to be cool, hopefully, to have some sort of portal where you buy some cool Godzilla stuff, but... I'm worried because the people they put in charge of it do not evoke a sense of uh, accomplishment. People who give a shit about Godzilla. Correct. Correct. Now, maybe I'm being too judgmental. We'll see. But usually right. (laughs) It scares the crap out of me, especially if they work for Crunchyroll, who moving right into this bit of news because it's immediately pertinent. uh, It just got caught censoring things again. Those fuckers. Censoring a bath scene. And what? We're back to the Puritan times, people. You remember when the religious right was censoring things left and right? Oh, you better believe that the new religious left is now censoring things as well. Mm-hmm. They are here. Oh, they've been doing it for ages. So Sword Art Online Progressive, Aria of a Starless Night. Apparently there was a, a bath scene. Man, they just keep pumping those out. I didn't even know that there was like more. They got censored. And let me tell you. I have no idea why they bothered. There's like not. <laughs> no nipples to be found. No, anywhere. there weren't in the original either. Like in the original, you could see the girl grabbing her, her fucking her titties. And then the other one, it just all blurred out. Who cares? Who cares? Um, Just a little bit of fan service. And now they're like eliminating it. I thought God. the standard rule is just no nips, man. That's like, that's been yeah. the. the the general rule yeah, forever. I get that, right? Like, for general broadcast. But they're not. They're a freaking streaming service. Usually like, they don't even draw them either. Uh, like, in modern anime. Oh, a lot of anime they don't. And then they'll add them in sometimes for, like, the Blu-ray release or something. I've seen nipples since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, they'll add them back in later when there's a Blu-ray release. I guess. Something. That yeah, happen- yeah. No, that happens a lot. Like, yeah. unless they're airing super late night in Japan, they'll, like, edit out a lot of stuff and then just it was like trying to watch terraformers right yeah oh god yeah well you couldn't yeah but mostly like in modern anime it's all barbie dolls you know what i mean yes you are correct um anyway crunchyroll censoring things this we all knew that this is gonna happen and continue to happen we got to keep crying about it every time it happens because it's ridiculous like knock it off you mean i got to keep stealing it off the internet if you want to (laughs) censor it and release a censored and uncensored version Good. Do that. Right. That's fine. No problem there. Right. You want to make something in a show that I wouldn't say sort of online is actually kid friendly, but you think it's kind of kid friendly and then you want to like have both. Fine. I mean, it, it's a show that's based on a video game where you get trapped in it and you die. If you know, if you die in the game, you There's die in real a lot life. Of, uh, adult themes in that. Yeah, I don't think it's very kid friendly, but let's say you, you thought it was. Again, you want to have both versions, that's fine. But just only releasing a censored version really pisses me off. It's true. It's exactly what no one wants. So, uh, Whatever. It's just another par for the course. Like, you can't escape censorship. Doesn't matter what your political beliefs are. There's some assholes that want to censor things. That's where we're at. All right. So here's the last bit of news. And, you know, if YouTube was actually paying attention to us, we'd probably get canceled like crazy for this one. Um, Nobody cares. Freaking Japan. You got to get over it. They just delayed their biggest cosplay event in 2023 because of the coof. It's never going away. What year am I in again? What What are you doing? It's ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh, Safety of the stat and safety and security cannot be guaranteed. It's never guaranteed. It's a giant open space event. There are no fucking guarantees. Yeah, somebody could bust in there with a machine gun and mow everybody down. So I suspect, once again, this is one of those things where they're using that as an excuse because the locals or government, somebody doesn't want them. Somebody doesn't want them there. Like local government, I mean, not That's like weird. That's Big like Daddy. a huge event. Like, yeah. Why would you not want that monies? You would think they would, but. You know how the whiners are. You know what terrifies me? When money doesn't come first. 
Like, you know, shit's getting weird when people care about things beside the bottom line. <laughs> right? I know. At the end of the day, they really only care about money. But you have to like, you have to like figure out where you got to like from. do gyrations. Yeah, to figure oh, it out. This is kind of relevant. Did you hear that Valiant is completely pulling out of ESG stuff? Uh, like they're second. Vanguard. Oh no, it's Valiant. Is it is Vanguard? It Valiant? Oh, maybe it's Vanguard. I don't remember. It starts with a V. It's the big evil like yes. investment firm that starts yes. with a V. The the one other than BlackRock. I yes, think that's they're the second biggest one. BlackRock's the biggest. Yep. And BlackRock said they were cutting way back because it wasn't making them any money because they lost trillions of dollars last quarter. Yeah, no, I heard this. But I'm... Valiant like completely pulled out. So that's like really fucking good. Vanguard. Ah, did I say it again? You did. I don't know why. You know, it's because they have a similar logo. I think there's an insurance company or something that's valued. They're, no, it's the old comic book company. Oh, yeah. No, you that's remember? what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not They're not certainly not related. Valiant never made that kind of money. Yeah, right. XO Man Award never sold that much. <laughs> right. Um, anyway. Turok might have. That's, like, probably the only good news I've read in, like, a long time. Yeah, so. Because that'll, like, get the death grip off of entertainment. That's what you need to do. You need to stop pouring endless money into the black hole. It's just to losing it too away. much money, which is nice. So anyway, it's which means Disney's definitely going bankrupt now. Sorry, um, Japanese cosplay fans, but your event's getting delayed again because of total bummer, dude. I will say question marks because I highly doubt it's the coof. There's something else. Almost every time somebody does this crap, it's something else. Probably. I mean, you can go ask Xi Jinping how you know easy it is to completely eradicate COVID. It's not possible. Tiananmen Square. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's what? what's that? That's the news. All right, moving on. Uh, Lucifer the Biscuit Hammer. They fought the hammer. Wow. And they actually defeated the hammer. Wow. But then, Animus is like, eh, "I can make a new hammer in six months." <laughs> You're like, "You got to fight me now." Which makes, which I mean, defeating just defeating the hammer. Like you never thought he was like gonna abide by like Anima's stupid rules. Like he's a psychopath. Like yep. they make it very clear that he's like an awful psychopath. Yeah, the that worst. likes to kill billions of people all the time. So, that's pretty much where they were at. Okay. Like Anima's ridiculous. Like so we're climaxing here. Machine. Yeah, it looks like it's just gonna be twenty four episodes. I read it so long ago I couldn't remember like how long it would take, but um. Yeah, Anima's ridiculous machine, like, basically it was a piece of shit and exploded. And then somehow Samadare got is, like, so powerful now that she took, like, all the chunks of the robot that blew up and, like, turned them into a giant version of herself that just punched the shit out of the hammer. Okay, it that's cool. It was super wacky. That's pretty metal. I like that. Anyway, it was fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's probably wrapping up the next okay. few episodes. Uh, Shinobi no Itoki. Oh, man, they killed his mom. Oh, Serious damn. business. Damn. Well, that kid that has the beef with, that wants to kill him from the Koga clan thinks that, like, the Iga clan killed his, like, the leader of their clan. Yep. But then, so then they end up killing Itoki's mom, who's, like, essentially the de facto leader of the Iga clan. And then, but then the guy who's the head of Koga now, like, is the brother of the um, the former leader that got killed. He uh, kills that kid's dad. And then he finds out about it. And it's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a lot of... There's a lot that's of That's a lot of bad on. blood murdering going on. Yeah, like... I suppose that's ninja life. You should just watch it. I can't, it's too hard to explain because there's too much going okay. on. Okay, so it's, it's getting too serious. Many, like, yeah, there's too many characters, too many ins and outs for me to properly explain, so just fucking watch yeah, it. Yeah, so it got serious. Is oh, yeah, super serial. It and went I, it went I, from kind of wacky to probably serious. Probably only has, like, one or two episodes left. I think we're on 11? Yeah, most, most things do. Most things are ending in a couple weeks, so... Indeed, that sir. That makes sense. All right, so Witch from Mercury, another show that's going to end in, I think it's getting postponed a little bit because of some sort of special events, but middle of January. Um, so you had Suleta uh, this time, you know, kind of, she was kind of a passenger in this episode. Yeah, she didn't have she a lot She was kind of just on. like watching things happen and being freaked out by them. <laughs> um, so Mia Rene 
gets into it with uh, the blonde-haired kid. I can't remember his name. He's got a Middle Eastern kind of name, but uh, he's got beautiful girl hair. That's he has a uh, yeah, he has beautiful girl hair, and he is uh, plotting his way to take over Mirina's new newly formed company that does Gundam research. So, you know, he kind of backs him into a corner with that, and then, you know, Mirina is like, "Well, screw this! I'll just challenge you to a duel." <laughs> yeah, that is how you solve problems in this universe. But, but. Mr. Uh, Girly Hair, he's got a plan, you see. He always does team battles. So he's got his like team of, you know, super locked together, know what they're doing, badasses yeah. uh, from his house. So he's going to, you know, he's just going to wipe the floor with Mirini and company. Well, Mirini is going to do the, she'll do the uh, guiding or whatever. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, she's, she's not going to pilot. Support. Yeah. So they, you know, the Earth. The Earth Team, Earth Clan, whatever you want to call them. Earth they House. put together a ragtag group of schmucks with, like, yep. crapo mobile suits. Yep, because they only have the one girl that's any good with the, the poofy hair, the, the poofy pink hair. And they do get wrecked pretty early on. Yeah. Um, and then it's basically Suleta versus everybody. And then they use they pull out the dirty trick and use, like, the, the Gundam antidote that, like, shuts down Gundams. And then somehow she just purges it and goes ham anyway. Uh, she, has, she has like another thing that shuts down that <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it makes sense because you kind of have to, right? Because I mean, Sleta's mom. That thing's way too powerful. It's just like, oh yeah, I'm sure you should. Well, plus Sleta's mom has been working on the thing for forever, and that was the one weakness the Gundams had. And that's what got her husband killed. So makes sense, right? She knows, you know, she she knows that that's a problem you have to fix. Um. And I doubt anti-Gundam technology has come very far because there weren't really any Gundams around. And you to can't fight just turn it on. You have to have like a long heart to heart with your Gundam. That's right. And then he has to like turn it on when there's he some, like, Yeah, there's some serious AI stuff going on there, which is interesting. Um, and then and it talks to her like she's having a conversation with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, or she's I mean, just, it doesn't actually talk to her, but she's like responding to. Or it. her autism's just coming out again. Who knows? Uh, that's some high level autism. And then. I like how they end it with, you know, the rest of the team who you think is just down and out actually saving the day. Um, yeah, it's crafty. good. So Soleta is not just a Mary Sue, like right? Yeah, like, no, she's getting her ass kicked, and they like have a plan. They managed to pull, and it they out, so and they make nice. it happen, right? And they're they're smart and capable too. So it's it's good. Like show's still good. Now they're gonna have to. I don't think you're gonna have duels for much longer. I think it's gonna start moving into the actual war phase of it because you know there's gonna be. Some sort of corporate war or something going on. Yeah, there. there's too many like they're building towards too many it. players, and they all want the Gundam, and yeah. I don't know, they can't get it. So, excellent show, still good. Uh, I'm curious to see how many episodes they do total. Yeah, because I'm a little worried they might only do 26, and it really feels like it. It's paced to be 50 yeah, something, definitely. But uh, who knows? They might just do it in four blocks instead of maybe just yeah. two. So I wonder if they'll. St- have the standard Gundam three faction <laughs> like arrangement. It does feel like it might be that way. Yeah. Like the two factions that you would, would form in the corporations and then probably a government somewhere is probably going to be like, ha ha ha. Now is my chance. Yeah. Cause that's how that always goes. Absolutely. Anyway, uh, let's see. Moving on here. Mob psycho. Um, not, I mean, a lot happens in this episode, but it's, it, it's explaining it takes like three seconds. He goes batshit. Yeah, like the end him. of the last episode, he saved a kid and he got like hit by a car and he was bleeding, you know, all over the place. And he out got of his knocked head. the fuck out. So. He got knocked out, concussed. He's all messed up. But then basically his like unleashed id or whatever. Yeah, it just takes over. Takes over and he is just ridiculous. Like, it's like an earthquake. He's a walking earthquake. Yeah. And everything like around him is just destroying getting destroyed. everything in his path. And people keep trying to stop him. Other psychics try to stop him. And his, it's just nobody's his got buddy nothing. there whose name I can never freaking remember. Hanazawa? Yeah, Hanazawa. Hanazawa yeah. tries to stop him. And Hanazawa does some work, but he just he just can't. It's too much. Yeah. Hanazawa does manage to snap him out of it at least. And, well, by snap him out of it, I mean... Mob wakes up inside his own head and own body and goes like, oh, it's happening. again." Oh, crap. What's going on? Like, he's like, I can't. He can't stop it anymore either. Yeah. Like, it's all just running on autopilot. Uh, and that's that's basically the episode. Yeah. There's a lot there, but that's basically the episode. Um, 
Really good. Really good, and it's building towards something. We'll see. We'll see. I hope we still get Space Dimple at some point. <laughs> still holding out. Oh, my God. If not this season, next. Oh, oh he's got to come one. back eventually. Right? I mean, come on. It's too awesome. Come on. Maybe he'll be the god of some other like alien people. That'd be hilarious. He'll come back with those aliens. <laughs> yeah, the like, ridiculous high school girl aliens. Ah, and then, all right, so Chainsaw Man. So Chainsaw Man is popping off. Yeah, they don't fuck around. They just got right to it. Really good. So everybody had got shot at the end of the last episode. God Devil is a motherfucker, huh? Yeah. So everybody got shot, and now they're like, basically they're trying to take um, Denji away. They want Denji's heart for some reason. Yeah. Like, really into it. So Denji gets... Uh, Maybe, the, like, his heart is Puchita. Yeah, De- that could be it. So Denji, you know, gets his uh, ripcord pulled in a cool way that I won't spoil. But it, And he starts up, and he goes after um, Katana Man. And he's doing pretty damn good against Katana Man. But then there's some shenanigans of bullshit, and he gets himself cut in half. Which, yeah, not too much of a problem for Denji long term, but it does shut him down temporarily. Uh, but, oh boy. <laughs> the problem is, people who you think might be dead, I'm like Makima, not. are not dead. Yeah, I don't know what her deal is. Obviously, she's right? She's a terror. She is just a terror. So, you finally get to see some of the power she has with her devil contracts, and Ooh, it is pretty awesome. <laughs> It is some of the best hyperviolence I've seen in a long time. Yeah, like literally since the 80s. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't even want to explain it. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. It's, it's too good. It's Chainsaw Man. If, you have, if you've seen it, you it. know. If you haven't seen it, please just watch it. It's hilarious. So good. It ends. Uh, it doesn't really end on a cliffhanger because it ends on like a, yeah, everybody's fucked up. So it's, you know, the, I think the next episode will be like the cleaning up the mess. But uh, it's just so good. It's so goddamn good. I can see why people were going off about it. I'm still excited for Kaiju number eight, right? Or Kaiju yeah. number nine, whatever. Number eight. Number eight. But this. Yeah, I don't. I've really seen good. any updates on that. I don't know when it's. Uh... I think it's this. I think it's next calendar year. I just don't know when. Yeah. It always takes a while. I mean, if you can do it right. Anyway, last bit is you to say it's um, just more silliness. You know, the last episode ended with the the um, werewolf man. And you, you could kind of infer that it was um, Lum's ex-fiance. Yeah. And uh, Ron's, like, secret crush or whatever. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Ray. Uh, but he shows up, and it's him. And he's, like, the most handsome man when he's in human form. So every girl is falling for him. And he keeps, like, <laughs> telling Lum to marry him. But, like, every girl thinks they're talking to her, so they're just, like, <laughs> dumping all their boyfriends and pissing everybody <laughs> off and just going after him. Even freaking um, Otaru's mom is, like, <laughs> yeah, right. putting on makeup. She's like, oh, no. It's the best. <laughs> and Otaru's dad's just super bummed. It's just funny. It's so dumb. But he's, like, a ridiculous glutton and just, I don't know. He kind of sucks. I did like Mendo being like, no, a guy's face is the best. And then when he transformed back into human, he's like, oh, no, money. Money is the ultimate power. <laughs> money makes a man popular. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, more silliness. It's You get a little bit of character development. You get to see some stuff going on. A good stinger at the end for what is almost definitely Lum's mom oh, showing yeah. up. Lum's mom's coming from parent-teacher. In the next episode, so that'll be hilarious. Yeah, um, that's going to be a good episode. It's just good. I mean, you know, they're going to have to do some more. And as you said earlier... I mean, come on. There's no realism here. Like, there's no way Atara would not be making time all the time. He might still be horn dogging around, but like, yeah, there's he's no good. way he's gonna like turn down Lum in a ridiculous like bikini no, floating around. Not happening. She's not unattractive. So anyway, good stuff. Uh, and that's that's it. We we still got Legend of Galactic Heroes, but there's so many other things we haven't got to it. I'm assuming that's something we'll probably catch up on more next season, just because there's a hell of a lot less to watch. Yeah, definitely. And over the break, anyway. So we'll get to that. We got to get back to uh, the last half of um, Dota. Dota, Dragon's Blood. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I got to get back to it before I forget the first half. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff to watch. Which you know, hey, that's good. I don't want any complaints Never about that. Never a bad thing. Nope. Anyway, uh, want to move on and talk about some troll? Troll. 
Troll. So Troll. So it just came out on Netflix. I think it was last Friday was the first day it was out. Uh, it's a Norwegian movie, which, you know, I don't know that you expect much about Norwegian cinema, but it's really goddamn cool. Um, so this guy. They followed 80s movie rules. So this is the guy, uh, Roar Uthag. He actually directed the um, the Tomb Raider movie, the 2018 Tomb Raider movie. Oh, it was actually pretty good. Yeah. That was the last thing he did. It's the one with uh, Danny Wu? Donnie Yen? No. No. Da- yeah, I know what you're talking about. The guy from uh, Into the Badlands. Yes. Yeah, I like that guy. Oh, He's that really guy. good. Um, sorry, Donnie Yen was like in everything for a minute. So. <laughs> no, he was, yeah. He's got to collect that money. Hey, good good on him. I love me some Donnie Yen, too. So anyway, Troll. Uh, Rorutag, it stars a bunch of people you probably never freaking heard of unless you're in norway and i'm not even gonna try to pronounce these names um because it, it's not happening because you'd butcher there's them. letters that aren't even letters so what the hell is it about so it's, it's about, about <laughs> it's really about the the tiedemans nora tiedemann and uh her father so basically her father used to tell her when she was a kid these stories of trolls, right? And then she goes on and she becomes like a... Archaeologist. Uh, like an archaeologist and a biologist, like a paleobiologist or something. Yeah, like, something like I that. I don't know. She's got, she's got all kinds of, you know... Cross-discipline, yo. Expertise. And, uh, you know, she used to... She's kind of grown estranged from her father. He's... He kind of went off the deep he end. He went off the deep end. He got really obsessed with, you know, the legends of trolls and they're real and all this stuff. And then, of course... They're digging through a mountain to put a highway in or a, or a railway or whatever. And what happens? A freaking troll busts out of the goddamn mountain. They unearth it. It's in the earth where trolls belong. Um, and it's interesting because you think it's just like one random monster or something. But they do they do a cool thing with this where, you know, the monster isn't really that monstrous. It's not really that evil. It's just big and you can't help smashing stuff. And it's, plus, it got fucked over, which like is a, a trillion years ago. And that's the thing. There's a you find out near the end. We won't spoil it completely, but it has a very good reason for doing what it's doing. It's mad uh, as hell. It's mad as hell, and for good reason. So, the entire movie is basically just Tiedemann and and like the the spec ops guy, yeah, and uh, the the prime minister's aide there, kind of running around, and her father, you know, running around. Trying to figure out what's going on. At first, nobody believes that it's a troll. Oh, this is ridiculous. And then they get the footage of it. It's like, oh, God, it's a troll. Um, and then they try to figure out how to deal with it. And they do the ridiculous thing with the bells on the helicopters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they like go through all the like crazy troll myths and try to figure out a way to actually yeah. stop it. So it's a you know, it, it's part a monster movie, it's part a folktale, it's part a father-daughter, you know, yeah, it's got story, like stuff. a family story there. And um, well, in a sense, it's, it very much follows the 80s movie. It, it has like all the stock elements that everybody it likes. does. It does. And a lot of elements of a classic Godzilla movie, like, yeah, you know, definitely. what weapons you're going to use and are you going to attack the city center? And what are we going to do? And that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Chris was the soldier, the Norwegian military soldier, the spec ops guy. He was cool. He was a good character. I liked him. I liked all the spec ops guys. They were pretty cool. It had um, a really great cast of characters. Yeah, like, the characters are great. There's like, not, there's not that I didn't like, except the ones I was supposed to not like. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like, there's that... I think he's, like, the defense minister or something. He's just a total piece such of crap. Such an epic dude. He's just yeah. such an asshole. But he's good at it, so... And then, the you know, the prime minister is just kind of playing politics, but isn't really evil. She's she's all right. Um, But it's cool. It's just a cool movie. It's, you know... The CG is pretty damn good. Um, oh, yeah, for, like... Not a Norwegian a big movie, budget yeah. American movie. It's pretty damn good. It's like, pretty good. I, I never saw anything where I was like, "This is terrible." You know, what I mean? the movie does not overstay its welcome at all. It's it's a little over an hour and a half. It's like an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, no, it's kind of perfect. Um, it's got a satisfying ending. It's got good arcs for the characters. It's it's just a very solid movie. <laughs> it's a hidden gem. I hate man. to have to say that, but and it's a cool genre movie, right? Like. You know, I, I was listening to, um, I was drinker and some other people earlier, like, should you really praise something if it's just a solid movie? It's like, well, you kind of have to nowadays, but it's not just a solid movie. It's a solid genre movie. Like, a lot of these kind of genre movies have 
big glaring flaws. Yeah. Right? Like, you watch a lot of old Godzilla movies. They got some big glaring flaws. I love them, but they are what they are. This is a pretty damn solid movie, period. Yeah. Like, it doesn't really have, to me, any of those big glaring flaws. Like, if you, you know, took really the- slow spots or bad characters or whatever. Plus, if you took the troll out and made it something else, I would still like the rest of the movie. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yes. it didn't need, like, the big gimmicky troll thing. You know what I mean? It just could have been some other problem they had to solve. Yes, You know, that's exactly. how good the characters were. It could have been some guy in a runaway tank, and it probably would have still been interesting, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? exactly, you know. It could have been Killdozer 2.0. <laughs> could have been interesting, Kill right? Killdozer Norway. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's solid characters. It's solid writing. It's not interested in any sort of, you know, message or whatever. It's the kind of movie you could put any kind of window dressing on. I would love it every single time. Yeah. Just kind of perfect. It's just a solid story and a solid movie. So, you know, Netflix doesn't always do good stuff. A lot of times they do a lot of terrible stuff, but they released it. You can go watch it. Uh, it's it's really cool. I mean, you you just should watch it. If you like any sort of monster movie at all, you like any sort of King Kong movie, That's Godzilla, the other thing. watch it. Like, we're kind of in a, uh, like, a... Uh, I don't know, black hole of monster movies, like nothing. Except like, you know, the newer Godzilla ones. Yeah, but. I mean, you get newer Godzilla, newer King Kong. But I know what you mean. There's not, there there have not been as many copycats as you would think. Yeah, I was Like back in the would, day. There would be like more just random monster movies. But I guess Probably because back then they were cheap, but now they're expensive because you got to do the CG. You figure all the superhero movies would just kind of bleed into monster movies too. <sighs> you would like like to think that. Like, where's Galactus that isn't a stupid cloud? <laughs> Don't get me started. You know, I want Galactus to be a really giant dude. Like, that's the way Galactus is. Yeah, man, giant dude. Come in to do stuff. We'll talk to Dankula about certain things that might be attached <laughs> to the giant dude. Anyway, um, it's a good movie. Go check it out. You know, if you got Netflix, it's free for you, so definitely go watch it's it. It's there. Do it. All right, so now we come to it. We come to Angel's Egg. This is so wacky. It's like one of the weirdest ones I've ever dug up. This is wild. This is a wild freaking movie. It's so, an Oshi movie I'd never heard of. And then once I like was reading through who worked on it, fucking Amano did all the designs. And yeah. like that's what makes the movie. I think it's more of a thing to look at than it is an actual movie. Yeah. Well, look at too far ahead of yourself. So... It's a movie. You said Oshiri Mamoru Oshii, who's done all sorts of stuff. We've reviewed his stuff. Um, he did uh, Jinro, The Wolf Brigade. He did Pat Labor. All the Pat Labor, yeah. Yep. And, and he directed the movie. Uh, he directed Ghost in the Shell, the first, the 90s the Ghost in the yeah. Shell movie. It's Mamoru Oshii, man. The guy gets around. He's been Big doing, doing some cool stuff, right? Now, sometimes he's a little slow. Sometimes his style is not. I don't always jive with his style, but uh, he likes he's one of those guys that like he'll have that same kind of shot in like every single. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The like random shots of like scenery, which is OK. Just random rooms. And right. Shit. <laughs> because they're like signatures, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, so anyway, you always know it's him as well. Teamed up at. with Yoshitaka Amano, who, you know. Of Vampire, Vampire Hunter D, D and, designs, uh, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, all the Final yeah. Fantasy stuff back in the day. Most people probably know him from Final Fantasy. Um, he's done character designs for lots and lots of stuff. All sorts of stuff. Something um, we just watched, right, recently? If there was something we just watched. One of the last few things we did. He did. I mean, I'm looking at his like, film library now. So he, did, like, he did character designs for Most Piata, which is the third part of uh, of Robotech. Yeah, Robotech. Yeah. Um, Angel's Egg, obviously. Lily Cat. He did oh, Lily that's, Cat. Yeah, that's, that's the one we Cat. watched recently that's that he the did. One I was thinking of. Yeah, it definitely was. So, you know, he's done stuff all over the place. And his illustration, if you see his illustrations, you'll be like, oh, that guy. Like, if you don't know who we're talking about just by talking about him, look up Vampire Hunter D or like Final Fantasy VI in the illustration. You'll know. You'll know immediately. Yeah, I mean, he has a very distinct Very art distinct style. art style, very watercolory. It's very wispy. It's very cool. I've always loved his artwork. Uh, his character it's, designs are very cool, too. They're just not as distinct as his original artwork. But in this, I think it's the closest. This is the closest thing I've seen animated this to is, his art style. Yes, this is, I was going to say that. It's like you know an art book that he turned into. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, so Oshi also wrote this. It's 71 minutes long, so it's not very long. There's not no dialogue, but there's very, very little dialogue. 
Um, There's no dialogue for the first like probably 20 minutes. Yep. When someone talks, you're actually kind of surprised. I'm like, oh, I thought this was just going to be one of right? those like Mad God where there's like almost no talking in it. There's only two characters, the boy and the girl. And the, the girl is like 11-ish. She looks whatever, like yeah, preteen. preteen. And, and the boy, I know he's more of a man than a boy. I'd say he's like late teens, early 20s. That's yeah. what he looks like. Um, it's in a mono design. It's Japanese. He could be like 40. It's hard to tell. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but the, there's not much of a plot. I mean, the the girl's got an egg, and she thinks it's an angel's egg, and if everyone might be, and she's bringing it somewhere to hatch, and the boy's got a job to do. But is it is he evil? Is he just does he's he have to, basically just following her? Does he have to destroy things? Is he is he Satan? I don't know, man. It's really weird. He's got a Satan. Vibe, and there's a man. there's a, they're like on an island, and it it floods at some point, and there's weird harpoon fishermen chasing. There's like shadows, shadow of like fish, fish or whales or something, and they just like they're all over the buildings and crap, and all these weird dudes keep hucking harpoons at them. Yeah, but they never. The harpoons just go into the buildings and shit. And, I don't, and, I don't, and there was a whole line of like it. weird futuristic tanks that went by at one point. Yeah, that I don't know what was going on. I don't know what the hell's going you on get here. Negative explanation. You really do not any kind. It's just very atmospheric. But I have no idea. But it's it's very weird. It's a very weird weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird. I don't it's know. very strange. It's not as weird as like, you know, we talked about Mad God. It's nowhere near as strange as Mad God. No. It's nowhere near as out there as Mad God. It's actually pretty sedate. It's it's kind of slow moving. Yeah, um, there's no big like thrills in it. It's just kind of stuff happening. I mean it's a it's meant to be a symbolic movie, right? Like it's meant to just evoke certain themes, certain thoughts, certain like ideas. The only- Clearly, there's a Christian through line in it. Yeah. I mean, Angel, I feel like that guy is probably the devil. Well, Oshi does talk about losing his faith in Christianity like before this. So you could definitely feel that in here, that there's definitely some sort of Christian through line in it. How is a Japanese guy ever a Christian? That's so weird. Uh, It's not completely rare, but anyway. Um, Usually, they're just like Ano, and they use it for making stuff look cool. It looks cool. (laughs) So anyway, at, least, at least he admitted it. He's like, what, I don't know what any of this crap is. It just looks cool. What did you like about Angel's Egg? Oh, it was beautiful. Like, just a gorgeous, gorgeous thing to look at. The art direction, man. So nice. Yeah, like, it, none of the characters had to talk. It didn't really have to do anything. It was just... The buildings and the architecture. Oh, my God. Just all the background details. It was like a Amano art book just made into, like, a movie. It was yep. just absolutely fantastic. That crazy... Um, I don't, even, I don't know what the hell it was. It was like that little planet thing with the giant eye in it. Oh, yeah. Like, that had a, like the people stuck to it. Yeah, it was just such a wild thing. I don't know, that thing was cool. weird. That thing looked like, again, it looked kind of like a biblical angel. Like it's something Shinji would take care of in freaking Evangelion. Yeah, right? yeah, it had the like giant eye, like classic biblical angel type of thing. Ah, it was just really weird. But yeah, it was just amazing to look at. I mean... It's the kind of thing where it did have a plot, and I think you could really, if you watched it like three more times, you could probably extrapolate some shit out of there. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's meant to evoke certain things, and I, I think you can piece together what it means to you, right? I just got That's what we were talking at work today at work, and Sean was like, this seems like that kind of thing where like, if 20 people watch it, they'll all like, you know, get a completely different yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? a different feeling for it. Which there's an art to that. I mean, that's... Literally the only reason Evangelion got popular, because every fucking person had like a different take on it. You well, know what I mean? it, well, especially because it got so weird at the end, so they had to have the take. Now, many years later, on it was like, no, here's the actual ending. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I actually wanted to have happen, which but. is kind of exactly what I thought should happen. So, but I mean, well, Izabuchi, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, everyone claimed like crazy shit about evangelion like back in the day it's like every weird subculture of people was just like no this is my movie they're talking about me <laughs> yeah you know, no yeah it's got that like, feel. people took it wicked personally it's got so, that feel where you could do that sure so i feel like this is like kind of the same thing where you could just take like a lot of shit out of that movie 
Yeah, it's it was it, odd that it only had um, it was odd that it had any dialogue at all because they waited so long. It was like halfway through the movie before like anyone even said anything, and then towards the end they didn't say anything at all. Yeah, you know, huh. it was just like this little hunk of dialogue in the middle, and then it was like nothing for the rest. Yeah, of the movie. very interesting. It's just a very interesting movie. So apparently, so we've kind of given you our opinion of it. I- I'm gonna recommend it. Check it out just because it's a cool it's such a cool thing to look at. It's such a Yeah, cool you thing will to not see. be bored. It's just a weird ass fun movie to watch. Yeah. And I mean, it's just just for the art, if nothing else. It's like watching a moving painting, basically. So I'm gonna move on to a little bit of lore about this. So apparently there's a movie called In the Aftermath or In the Aftermath, Angels Never Sleep. So it's an nineteen eighty independent movie directed by Carl Colpert. Um New World International released it. So they did they did like horror movies and stuff back in the day, if I yeah. recall correctly. Um, so apparently, it is loosely based on and contains footage from Angel's Egg. Oh, that's funny. Um, but it has more of a plot going on there, and they yeah. add dialogue that isn't even in the original, even huh. when they're using it. And apparently, it is available, or at least was available as of 2019, um, from Arrow Video on Blu-ray. Man, I'd be so tempted to check it out. So I, yeah, I gotta. I'm kind of tempted to figure out what the hell this is about. It's probably not any good. It's also only 72 minutes, but uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they like Power Rangers. It's like Proto Power Rangers, <laughs> except for something that's basically an art house film. So yeah, I don't even know how you get anything. Kind of fascinating. Out of that, but um, anyway, Angel's Egg, the original, very cool. Diamano art, fantastic. And, you know, it's got a lot of Oshi stuff going on, which... I'm surprised I never heard about it. Oshi is, if nothing, if not, like, a maker of very pretty movies. Oh, yeah. Like, pretty much everything he's done is, like, visually impressive. Oh, it had yeah. a very, um... You could tell... Like, if you watch the end of Jinro, or not even, like, the... Kind of the moody part in the middle. Love Jinro. It has that same feel like in this movie you know what i mean yep. just that very atmospheric like oh yeah yursi yutsura too was also oshi i always forget that yeah i remember that like that's kind of why we watched it because it was like how the fuck does oshi direct that <laughs> you know what yeah I mean? but and, then when you watch dallos it, then when you watch it you know oh yeah i remember dallos too so yeah i don't know pretty cool uh go check it out yeah definitely recommend i have no fucking idea where you're gonna find it I had to like hunt pretty hard. Um, put on your hats, boys. Put on your pirate hats. Yeah, that's where I found it. There's definitely a really, really attractive Blu-ray rip out there. So yeah, I, I mean, if it's got a release wherever you're at, and you can get a hold of it, buy it. Yeah, but I, I mean, mean it's, I just, it's, it's just a cool thing to have. I checked everywhere. I just it's not streaming anywhere. Nobody's ever heard of it. <laughs> you know, it's just that yeah, kind of it's thing. very obscure. and I'm pretty sure over here it's out of print. So. I recommend the high seas. And on that note, that's about all we got. So uh, as usual, have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Oh yeah. Never trust the government. Well, that's all for today. Everyone. We'd like to thank all of you for tuning into another episode of the Gaijin animation appreciation hour. Please remember to like, and subscribe and may your entertainment be always well entertaining.